Hello, my name is Sarah, and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello, and welcome back to the show, or welcome for the first time. The thing I love, well, there are lots of things, but one thing I love about doing this podcast is that literally every week I meet someone new who just came to the show, and it's so fun. Some of you are brand new to chakras and exploring them for the first time, and others of you are longtime studiers of the system, and then there's everyone in between. It's amazing, and it reminds me that even though we can feel so different from each other, for the most part, humans tend to have a few things in common. We want to feel love. We want to feel connected. We want to have inner peace, which can mean something different to everyone, of course. We all have different ways to find these things, and the community of people who are interested in chakras and the related concepts is, it is so much bigger than I realized when I first started sharing. So thank you all for listening. If you're new, I always try not to assume too much like that you know a lot about chakras. So sometimes I offer brief explanations. But if you're really new to this work, go back and listen to some of the early episodes. There is a lot of basic information in those that can help lay the groundwork for these later episodes, if you think that would help you. No reason you can't dive right in, but I also don't think anyone appreciates feeling lost. I also want everyone to know that I put a new meditation up on the Patreon page. It's a loving protection meditation where we use the flow of breath through the seven central chakras to create a protective energetic bubble around us and then fill ourselves with universal love. I created it for myself mostly to relax and get restful sleep and then I was using it so much that I thought others might enjoy it as well. So if you want to check that out it's on the Patreon page. There's a link to that in the show notes or you can go to patreon.com and search for your chakra coach. Today is the last in our series about chakra values. I feel like it's been a long series, maybe because I did two on the heart chakra, or maybe it's because the work I've had to do on myself to get these episodes out has been exhausting. Did y'all feel like that too? Like thinking so much about what really matters to you is so hard. I've done this before, and I'm really settled into my top two values, and I have a third supporting them, but still, every time I started exploring a, a new value in a, in a new chakra, I thought, oh, oh gosh, maybe this is the thing I should be doing with my life, and then I'd start to feel paralyzed, like I couldn't make a decision about my own self, or that I needed to reevaluate every decision about my values. Then I remembered what I'm pretty sure I said about a hundred times in the past few weeks. Just because something isn't a top personal value doesn't mean that it doesn't matter to you at all. In fact, many, many 
of these other values are in support of my top two. Last week, I shared that my second value is growth, a third eye chakra value. And there are so many other values that support that. Security in the root allows me to have a stable base to take growth risks from. So security matters and it supports my primary values. I shared that creativity, a sacral chakra value, is something that I love and engage with regularly. It also contributes to my growth inward by letting me learn new things in new ways. Do you see, do you kind of see where I'm going with this? It isn't that you, you pick the value of growth and then love means nothing to you, or that because I'm committed to growth as a personal value, I, I ignore gratitude. They all sort of work together if you want them to. But in my example, I make my life choices around the top values, which frequently cause the other values to exist in me as well. I hope that makes sense. I think it will the longer we do this work, the more we get to know ourselves. It is crown chakra discovery time. Already, I know I've lost a lot of people because this is easily the most ignored chakra. Maybe not by you because you're still listening, but it's the chakra that gets the least traction. I don't know why. I suspect it's because so many of us feel like we have to get the lower six in order before we can even look at this one. And that's not surprising because we always start at the root. So I, I guess I'm contributing to that idea in a way. And that is something I want to look at in myself. Why do I do that? But that's a whole separate episode. The first value to discuss here is spirituality. The crown chakra is usually considered the gateway to the beyond, to the divine. It's sometimes visualized as a portal that links our personal energy to the energy of the universe, where that energy can be freely exchanged. That's what the meditation I was just telling you about does. It works on the exchange of energy through the crown chakra. And with this comes our connection to whatever it is that you believe lies beyond yourself, the spiritual body rather than the physical body. For some people, the word spirituality is wrapped up with the word religion. And I think it's important to separate the two as it relates to the crown chakra and really as it relates to life in general. I think maybe the easiest way to separate them is to think of spirituality as being the personal experience of the divine in any form, and religion as being the codification and public expression of the divine in a specific form. Spirituality is your direct experience of the divine. Religion is an interpretation of the divine given to you as it's gone through many people. And the two aren't mutually exclusive. You can have direct spiritual experience within the structure of a religion, and you can participate in a religion without having direct spiritual moments. Personally, I've done both, and I'm currently doing neither. Like many of you, my history and relationship with religion is very complicated and very fraught. Some might even say traumatic. So if this value brings up weird, uncomfortable feelings in you, that's okay. Either it's not the value for you or you have some healing to do around it before you can bring it to the forefront of your life, if that's something you want to do. 
So to have spirituality as a primary value to you, I think that means prioritizing practices that draw you closer to spirit. It's as simple and as complicated as that. It would mean that you identify those things that create that experience in you and you do them, even to the exclusion of more physical, worldly activities. And those things are completely up to you, but some examples would be meditation, yoga, praying, walking in nature, performing rituals that mean something to you. Other spiritual practices include abstaining from meat or alcohol. But the practices have to be something that make you feel more closely connected to the beyond, not practices that someone else has told you will bring you closer to God. That's religion. And you could certainly have that as a personal value. But in my opinion, without spirituality, religion isn't a crown chakra value because it isn't personal. And you can be spiritual and engage in spiritual practices without having this as your top personal value. I, <laughs> I think I've made that clear over this series, but I will keep saying it because it's important. I'd also like to note that not everyone who engages in the practices I've just mentioned may do it for spiritual purposes. Plenty of people meditate with no intention of reaching the divine. They just want to be calmer or practice asana yoga postures for the physical benefits rather than the spiritual. It's a lot about your intention going into these disciplines. So is spirituality the thing you want to prioritize in your life? Do you want to get up early to commune with nature rather than get some extra sleep? Or pass on meals because fasting is your method of becoming closer to the divine? And do you want to do these things day after day because you're prioritizing spirituality? Or are you interested in pursuing all these things on an occasional basis? All the answers are good and right if they are good and right for you. But I offer spirituality to you as one of the crown chakra values, yours to do with as you like. The second value we'll discuss today is peace. And this is a fun one because most of us don't want whatever the opposite of peace is, war, chaos, uh, drama, but we're not also quite committed to peace. To me, peace encompasses a lot of other values too. The fundamental right of the crown chakra is to know, and it seems to me that peace is highly correlated with knowing, not knowledge but the knowing that you'll be okay no matter what happens. The knowing that the universe has your back. The knowing that you are whole and complete and 100% worthy. Those are the things that bring peace. Living fully aligned with your inner self, your true self, that brings peace. And we frequently think of peace as an external thing. I know I regularly wish for peace and quiet. And what I really mean is calm and silence in my outer world. Because I think that will make my inner world match. And it does not. It helps, don't get me wrong, but it isn't lasting. And peace isn't not arguing with your partner or your parents or your children, coworkers, boss. 
It isn't getting along or going along. It isn't not rocking the boat. Peace isn't standing by and allowing injustices to happen because it's impolite to make others uncomfortable. Peace isn't even always feeling completely comfortable in yourself. Unless, of course, you're living a completely truthful life that never strays from your path. In which case, that's pretty peaceful. Sometimes, to prioritize inner peace, we have to speak up. We have to speak out. Peaceful speaking out can be supported by love and compassion. In fact, peace is at its best when it is. But it won't make everyone comfortable or happy. But when our silence, our omission, feels like a lie or allows harm to come to others, we are moving away from peace on the inside, even if conversation is pleasant on the outside. Peace is your ability to respond to a situation in the way you want to, that aligns with your truest, most authentic self. And people sometimes say to me that they want to respond by saying something mean or to put another person in their place. And is that what I really want in the world? For all of us to just say whatever comes into our head because it's truthful? And my sense is that those responses aren't necessarily truthful, even if they feel good in the moment. Most of the time, at least in my experience, when we have that impulse to lash out, we're really acting out of fear. Fear that we're losing something, something physical or emotional, status or power or dignity or, or something else. Maybe fear is the opposite of peace. So if we want peace above all else, we start to eliminate fear in our lives. Uh, side note, getting rid of fear is not taking unnecessary risks or putting yourself in actual physical danger. We eliminate the fear of other people's opinions of us, our inner critic's opinion of us, the fear of looking inside and truly discovering who we are. And when we do the work to get there, we find peace. Is that what you want above all else? Is that where you want to spend your precious time and energy? Is the creation of peace inside yourself the driving force in your life? If so, you may have just found your top personal value. And now the work begins. What do you need to do and believe to move toward peace? And if you're saying, I don't know, I'd like to suggest that you're working with the crown chakra. You do know. But knowing is scary because if we know, we can't unknow. And we might feel compelled to do something which can be uncomfortable, which doesn't feel peaceful but neither does sitting still in the fear and the knowing. So we make our choices, which is what this entire series is all about. Our choices. The third and final crown chakra value. And for those of you keeping track at home, yes, we finally reached my top value in life. So I'm probably going to sound really excited and like I'm doing some sort of sales job for it, but I promise you... <laughs> promise you I'm not. You must absolutely find the top value in your own life. If I forced you to take mine or to take any for that matter, it would go against my core because the value is freedom. 
And before I get too far into it, I know this word has some heavy connotations, uh, a nationalistic bent among a certain crowd. And I want to do my best to assure you that's not the kind of freedom I'm talking about. Not even the most messed up versions of personal freedom that are just masks for people who believe they can be as self-absorbed and cruel as they want to be because they have freedom. To me, that's not freedom at all. So if this word hits you wrong, I hope you'll give me a chance to explain freedom as it exists as a crown chakra value. Because a value in the crown chakra can't be cruel or selfish because that can't exist alongside the divine. Freedom, to me, means that I'm not constricted by any forces inside or outside of myself. On the inside, to be free from limiting beliefs, free from internal conflict. If that sounds a lot like peace to you, it does to me too. Now, to be sure, I am not existing fully free, fully liberated, and and certainly not even close to fully enlightened. This is just the value that I use to help me make my choices in life. When I find a thought in myself that I'm not sure is true, instead of just brushing it aside or believing it out of habit, I try to explore it a little, maybe see where it comes from. And if I can think something else that is closer to true, freedom from self-deceit. Being free from external forces is a little trickier because I don't have control over them, but I have control over how I respond to those constricting forces. When I encounter sexism, racism, all the isms and all the phobias, I see those for what they are, forces trying to reduce freedom. And here's something you might have heard before, but I want to share it again because it's important. None of us is free until all of us are free. That has been the teaching of spiritual leaders throughout history, and it is true today. To me, that means it isn't enough to be sure that I personally am free from expectations, limitations, attachments, and all that. It means that I want to, not just that I'm obligated to, but I want to help create an environment, a culture where everyone can be free if they choose. No one has to, of course, but it's important that I don't stand in the way of it. So freedom in this crown chakra sense isn't about doing what I want regardless of its impact. It's doing what I want because of its impact. I hope that isn't just talking in circles. As you may have discovered in this series, putting words to these concepts is harder than we might think. And to me, this freedom is a really broad concept because it's not just freedom from things, it's freedom to do things. And maybe the overarching concept of freedom for me is the freedom from attachment. Not freedom from wanting or desiring, but freedom from the emotional roller coaster that goes along with getting what we want or not, or, or getting what we don't want or not. There's an amazing quote from Ramdas that says, you don't stop your desires as long as you stay in a human body. You break the identification with them. That's all that's required. It isn't necessary to give up a thing 
It's necessary to give up attachment to the thing. That's all that's required. And that's truly how I want to live. With desires and wants and dreams, just like everyone, but without the attachment to the results of my actions. Realizing that joy is fleeting and so is despair. And importantly, that having or doing or being any particular thing isn't what's going to allow me to live fully and authentically. I get teased sometimes that I have an attachment to being detached, which, while pretty funny, is hopefully not true. If it is, I guess I know where my work is, huh? So if we want to live in freedom, the crown chakra value of freedom, we have to let go. Let go of opinions, preconceptions, judgments, fear of judgment, all those things that stand between us and our authentic selves. And now you know a little bit more about me and what matters in my life. More importantly, though, I hope this series has helped you identify what's important in your life and given you some ideas on how to prioritize it. Because my dream for all of us is that when we make a list of the things that matter in our lives and a list of how we spend our time each day, the two match up. That the majority of our time, the majority of our lives is spent supporting the important things, not the things we do because someone else says we should. So take a close look at yourself, and I'll do it too. You're not alone in this. But take a look at yourself to see where you are in this journey. I know I'm not living in integrity at every moment. I don't know about you, but... As we get closer to it, closer to living our truth, closer to living authentically, the better life is. We'll be more whole, more in alignment with ourselves and the universe. And isn't that really the point of all this chakra work? Thank you again for listening. I I appreciate you and the time that you spend with me. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Your Chakra Coach. You can join the Patreon page if you're looking for some bonus content. All of that is in the show notes. I can't wait to hear from you and what you thought about this series and where you landed as your top personal chakra value. Looking forward to talking again, everybody. Bye.